ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc. They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? Alright, 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 alright. Everyone settle down, settle down. We are back for another week of the glorious, victorious, you mad bro podcast. Like how it rhymed, Pookie? Um, we are back for another week. We're talking about NASCAR of all things. Never thought NASCAR would ever make the list, but here we are. And we are oh also God. talking about uh, we're chopping up with Chaz. <laughs> chopping it up with Chaz. Uh, whatever the hell is going on in oh. Seattle. So if you want to follow us and all oh. the news and noteworthy stuff going on in the world on a weekly basis, as best we can in an hour. Go to Instagram. Now shut the fuck up. Instagram. You mad? Bombs. You mad, bro? Pod. Instagram and Facebook. And we are joined this week by Luke Mori from the Midnight Showing Podcast on the Ambiguous Network on AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com. Luke, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing okay. How are you doing, friends? Third week in a row, you begged me to be on the show, so that's third time to charm, I guess. What, dude? <laughs> hey, we we some quality episodes. We've I've done some quality time with you boys. I, f- I figured after like eight or nine episodes, how many episodes did you do Midnight Showing now? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, uh, this week is our eighth. This week is your eighth. I figured you have more podcasting experience. Hope you don't suck this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you really, right. let those viewers know we're very opening and inviting to anybody that wants to be on. The oh, show. totally. If you want to be on a guest, if you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you reach out to myself or Nash Morer on Instagram, Big Narch, and of course at Will Tarish, like and Thomas, A R A S H U K. All opinions are welcome, but all opinions are criticized. So yeah, I'm inc- the one who sucks at podcasting. <laughs> Ooh, I've only been doing it for it's almost, I'm almost on six years. Six years in August I've been doing podcasting. That's not true. Six years in February. That's not even close at all. Um, so maybe I do suck. Um, so, Nash. Nash. You'll say six years next year. It'll be six. I forgot. I forgot. August is five and a half years. I forgot I do, I do it by half years. Um, I, can put on, I can put it on a resume. Five and a half plus years. Um, so, Nash, you're from the South. How big is NASCAR? And have you been following what's going on in the world of NASCAR? I mean, no, um, <laughs> I haven't, I'm not, NASCAR isn't that interesting to me. I guess it's pretty big. I don't know. It depends. Some people like it. It, you know, this is what I'll say. You can't really peg somebody as a NASCAR person. Like you don't know they like it till they tell you they like it. I feel like stereotypes would beg to differ. Um, but it's the same thing with I- wrestling. I will tell you in my experience, I I can't really find a stereotype for NASCAR. How about the Confederate flag? Can can I find a stereotype for that? No, I mean NAS- <laughs> the Confederate the Confederate flag itself is a stereotype for NASCAR. Is it? Yes, because that that is that is the origins of our story. Um, with what the hell was going on in NASCAR? So. Before we get to the actual idea of um, the Confederate flag and why it matters to the story, a noose was found in NASCAR driver Daryl Bubba Wallace's team stall uh, last Sunday. Wallace is the only black driver in the current series. Um, later that day, NASCAR announced that it would be launching an investigation and it would eliminate whoever was responsible from the sport. Uh, the FBI came in and concluded that there was being used as a door pull rope and has been there since last October before Wallace began even using the garage. Now, Wallace, of course, made headlines earlier this month for his successful push to have NASCAR ban a display of the Confederate flag from all events. Uh, after news of the FBI's findings was released, the public claims that Wallace had committed, um, at least the public, excuse me, claims that Wallace had committed a Jussie Smollett, Smollett-style hoax. Smollett. Juicy Smoulet from Dave Chappelle. Uh, style hoax began a trend on social media, so we're going to talk about that as well. However, Wallace never saw the noose outside of investigation photos and wasn't the person who found it or reported it. Um, 
Yeah. So NASCAR's also indicated that it will continue its investigation to determine why the noose was acting as a garage pole in the first place. So, guys, what do you think of this overall story? Luke, I'm going to start off with you. Um, well, for starters, if that was a noose, that's super fucked up. And um, I don't want that kind of shit in my uh, NASCAR. That's for damn sure. Not that I watched NASCAR. I saw cars like two weeks ago. That's kind of like a NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if um, a Jesse Smollett style hoax is like a bit of a claim. Because if I remember correctly, that was a pretty messed up story. That guy lied about some pretty bad stuff. So I don't know. Is that um, is that like a bit of a jump to say that it's Jesse Smollett just because he might have found a rope and didn't know what it was and he made a conclusion? Well, no. Um, but that is really the the big damage other than faking a hate crime and faking police reports and being a complete total douchebag, Jesse Smollett has opened the door of doubt um, that if any time these stories come out, people are going to start second guessing immediately saying this was a hoax, especially after the FBI says this wasn't an intentional hate crime, at least that what we know so far. So the damage that Jesse Smollett really did was just, it makes quote unquote real victims harder to believe. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's fair. I don't think it's fair to. Of course, it's not fair. To, to but Jesse Smollett faked the hate crime. Because I mean, Jesse Smollett like lied to the police and like made a fake report and everything. Right? This guy just thought that he found a noose. Well, he didn't even find it. It was in his. Someone it was else in his, did. It was. It was. It was, in, in, it was in. It was in his garage. Yeah. Correct. Um, especially so he wasn't even the one who found it. Yeah, I, I don't think you can make that much of a comparison to Jesse Smollett on this one. No, it's absurd. It's just absurd. And there's, there's no evidence. Oh, that's to, to that's say what otherwise. we're mad about this week. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well, well. The the idea is that the noose was placed there after he came out saying that that NASCAR should ban the Confederate flag, which they did. So since the massive protests over police brutality and racial injustice began last month, Wallace had been an ad ad adherent supporter. Um, in fact. He's even modified his car with hashtag Black Lives Matter and wears an I Can't Breathe shirt in reference to George Floyd, which we have covered on in depth on this podcast in the archives and biggest podcast solutions.com. Um, so on June 8th, Wallace told CNN anchor Don Lemon that he would pursue getting rid of all Confederate flags at NASCAR events, saying, quote, there should be no individual that is uncomfortable showing up to our events and to have a good time with their family that feels some type of way about something they have seen, an object that they have been seen flying. Um, he said, quote, no one should feel uncomfortable when they come to a NASCAR race. So it starts with Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. So, Nash, I'm going to throw this off to you. What do you think of the Confederate flag in NASCAR? I don't get it. Doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, what do you think of the Confederate flag in general, then, being from the South? I'm assuming there's a lot of them in Tennessee. I mean, I've seen them before, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> a lot. I guess I guess there are more here. There are more there than there are up north. Yeah, I've well being territory. being from New Hampshire, I've never seen a Confederate flag flown by anybody. Yeah, being from um, Boston, neither have I. Yeah. I've never seen someone fly it. No, I've seen it on um license plates. I've seen it on like stickers, but I've never. Seen the literal flag being flown? I uh, nationally try and except in one private property. There's a guy off the interstate who built a statue to all the states that fought in the Confederacy, and he's got like a statue, and he's just got a bunch of Confederate flags there. But that's like the only place I've seen the literal flag like flown. All right, nationally try and drag us out of here a different way. Why is the Confederate flag so goddamn important to Southerners? Um, because of the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's pretty obvious. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like because well they said. probably had relatives that fought or died in that war. Well, I mean, I feel like, yeah, the obvious answer is like the Civil War, but it's like, what are you really proud about? I guess is the question that everyone's asking, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. It, it depends because it's kind of like, I guess it's more of the way I would say is like um, the Dukes of Hazard is honestly the biggest relation that I would have to NASCAR, I guess, like fast car had a Confederate flag on it. But I don't understand why it's really tied to NASCAR in any way. 
It's just mainly your relation, I guess, to, you know, the Confederate States of America. How much you value that. I value it little to none because it isn't a real thing. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Yeah, I love the memes that are going around. It's like X has been around longer than the Confederacy. Like gay marriage has been legal longer than the Confederacy was a thing. Let that sink in. Oh, yeah, it has. Well, no. Five five years. Five years. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was 2015. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So people are all up in arms that NASCAR has previously banned the Confederate flag from all use on any cars or official merchandise. In 2015, it also asked fans not to display the flag at races, but has never been officially banned from fan use. So what do you guys think about the overall banning of the Confederate flag? Just in, just in, just, just in general society. It's not in general society. Banned in NASCAR. No, but like, tr- like people are even like you know, like tearing down statues, like saying the flag should be illegal, like that kind of stuff. That's violates freedom of speech. I mean, I don't agree with the Confederate flag, because it represents a nation state that I disagree with. But it doesn't mean you can't have the flag. You can have a Nazi flag if you want. That's not banned, and that's a lot worse, I think. <laughs> By comparison. Point made. Point made. All right. So NASCAR did officially ban the flag in a statement saying, quote, the presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors and our industry. Quote, bringing people together around a love for racing in a community that it creates. It is what makes our fans and our sport special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. So our reports from inside uh, the event suggest that fans put their flags upon entering the stadium outside. Many fans will wave the flag. In fact, reportedly, hundreds of vehicles lined with Confederate flags formed a two-mile-long caravan and drove past the track entrance in protest. And even in the sky, a plane carried a banner of a Confederate flag and a sign that read, and I quote, Defund NASCAR. Really? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make that's sense. So ang- <laughs> that's so angry, dude. That guy was just must have been so mad when he was just getting that thing on the back of his plane, just all stomping around like freaking NASCAR. <laughs> Defund them. So people, so the fans are not happy. So people think that is why the noose was put there. The noose, the noose shaped rope was was a uh, whoop rope pole was found Sunday by a member of Wallace's number 43 team. Notably, Wallace never saw the noose or rope pole outside of photos from the investigation. Um, in fact, drivers aren't even allowed in their garages right now in order to propel to properly socially distance from their teams. So according to the agency, the noose was a garage door pole uh, that had been there since October 2019. However, Wallace's team didn't begin using the garage until last week. Because of that, the FBI has determined that, quote, nobody could have known, end quote, that Wallace's team would have been assigned to that stall. Uh, this is a statement from NASCAR. Go ahead, Luke. Oh, that sounds that sounds pretty legit to me. It all sounds like some very solid factors that add up. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like it's uh yeah. I think we originally were just talking about how it's a jump to say this is a Jesse Smollett situation. <clears throat> from everything you just said, it sounds totally plausible. That that was just the way that someone tied the rope and it had nothing to do with all this. Yeah. So NASCAR says, quote, we appreciate the FBI's quick and thorough investigation and are thankful to learn that this was not an intentional race act against Bubba. Um, Speaking to reporters, NASCAR President Steve Phelps echoed that statement saying, quote, for us at NASCAR, this is the best result we could have hoped for. It was disturbing to hear that it was thought that one of our own had committed this heinous act. It is fantastic to hear the FBI definitively uh, that there was not a hate crime committed. Phelps added that NASCAR plans to continue its investigation with a probe focusing on why the rope was fashioned into a noose and why there is even a garage stall and why it was even in that garage stall in the first place. So it seems like this whole story is just a big misunderstanding. Yeah, seems like just a lot of smoke and mirrors. <laughs> so, I sort of, but I mean, kinda, it, that's weird. Yeah, well, I, it if I well, I feel like people might be using this story to kind of like boost up the whole Confederate flag controversy that's been going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the statues coming down, 
and the whole protests and uh, the, the uh, police brutality, racial inequality, systemic racism, all yeah. that. Well, when, when it specifically comes to the Confederate flag, I just feel like I don't know a lot about how people actually feel about it because I only see – because I'm from New Hampshire, so I'd never really involved in the Confederacy or anything. I'm not I'm not Southern at all. So, like, I just, like, I don't know what, like, what opinion to have about Confederate flags in NASCAR because it's just a world that I'm not involved in. And, like, I feel the guy said that he doesn't want Confederate flags at the stadiums because he doesn't want people feeling uncomfortable. And I feel like that's totally valid that, like, if this flag is making people uncomfortable, then we should do something about it. But I personally just, like don't know that much about the nascar like not genre like um culture and stuff you know yeah. what I mean? and the fan base well i think yeah. i think i think the two mile long uh cars would just say hey know your audience you know like nascar yeah. is humongous in the south and this so happens so is the confederate flag um i personally put the confederate flag i don't really care one way or the other like i, I understand that it's their quote unquote their heritage and it's their history. And like Nash said, it's like they, they fought and died for that flag, agreed or not. Um, you know, it's just it's a symbol of who they are, just but not like who they are today. That's yeah, you know, yeah, well, people, how, people, how, how sorry, no, you go, Nash, my bad. It was the majority of that flag, like historically, it wasn't the flag of the Confederacy until like the last year. Of the Civil War. Up until then, it was called the battle flag, which was it was straight up the flag that you would use in just in battle. So mm-hmm. you could distinguish sides. That's what it was for the majority of its usage. Interesting. And then it did become the the country flag in the last year of the war, I think. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's it's a flag at the end of the day. It's just a flag. So the question is, like, are people really using it to symbolize their like hate t- and racism or are they just doing it because of their heritage like uh that's why like that's why i feel weird like speaking on it because i don't know anything about somebody who like is proud of the confederate flag like i feel like it's hard to gauge how someone would feel about having that flag taken away unless you know somebody who like really needs that flag like feels a connection with that flag Mm. you know what i mean yeah no i actually understand what you mean perfectly it really comes to what does that flag mean to you to some people it stands for uh, racism, slavery, and a failed state in revolt. In some mm-hmm. people, it just means getting drunk and being a southerner in the Dukes of Hazard and um, Leonard Skinner. You know yeah, what I mean? well, like, dude, out, out, out of a two hundred car line, everybody's got to be there for like a little bit different of a reason. You know, I feel like the two hundred people who did that weren't didn't all get together and have a meeting beforehand about exactly why they went down there. They were just pissed that someone was getting t- taken away from them. You know? Yeah. Like it being a symbol of slavery, a symbol of hate, and a symbol of revolt, revolution. Like I, I get that. That's yeah. what it. That's what it did mean. But it doesn't mean the meaning can't change into something new today. Like today, it could just be mean. Hey, Southern pride. Yeah, and I'm still saying that. Like if. If, 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 if it's overtly uncomfortable for people and people really see it as a way for someone to just flaunt about how they hate you for your race, then yeah, we should absolutely ban that stuff at NASCAR. But I just don't know enough about it, and I'm not mm. sure why all these people feel so special towards their Confederate flag, because I feel like it's kind of a hard thing to gauge, because how many yeah. people do you know that are actually proud to be racist? You know what I mean? Like, how many people are actually neo-Nazis <laughs> and the KKK and shit? No, like, seriously, though. That's a good and how many And how many people are just like, no, like, why are you I've been learning about this stuff since I was in third grade, you know, like, why are you trying to take this away from me? I don't represent what all these people are saying it represents, you know, so I feel like Mm -hmm. you can't just you can't just come at it like 100 percent like these people are being racist because they want the Confederate flag there. Like, you don't know what 200 people feel about this one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's why I was hoping to get some insight from, you know, the man from Tennessee over there. But uh, I don't get it. They lost. (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah, that too. I don't get I don't get don't get that either. They lost straight up. I don't get it. So um, after the FBI report came out, uh, Wallace, Bubba Wallace, went back onto CNN with Don Lemon last Tuesday night. He, Wallace, defended himself against the claims that he was involved in planting the news himself. He said, quote, I'm pissed. I'm mad because people are trying to test my character and the person that I am, my integrity, and they're not stealing that away from me, but they're just trying to test that. Um, That's a very valid response from him. He's like, hey, listen, man, I'm not Jussie Smollett. I didn't do this. If I'm the victim here, like don't be accusing me and testing my character. 
like this without any evidence. Um, like Jesse Smollett, there is plenty of evidence. So yeah, it was like six cases. Yeah, like like one one Twitter follower called General Green at General underscore Six Reen. Um, he says the hashtag Bubba Smollett Smollett was trending. He said it says hashtag Bubba Smollett. We all seen this coming a mile away. You're talking about a horrible NASCAR driver who has led 23 laps in his entire career, but it's all of a sudden a superstar. Hoax, hoax, hoax. Wow. Uh, that's a that's a little aggressive, bro. Yeah, a little bit. You mad, bro? Like Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the if you if you want to say that, like he is he's a bad race car driver and he just wants press like okay whatever but that doesn't take away from like what happened and what he's saying you know what i mean like he's just standing up for people it's what's wrong yeah. with that i mean it's it's possible he planted this so this 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 noose this, this coup to, to to help promote his cause but it's, I doubt that. Honestly. It's highly <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't believe the FBI it either. Even said they probably wouldn't have because he didn't even know that was going to be like his like garage, and he wasn't allowed to go in there. Yeah, because of Corona. Like, yeah, there was, yeah. There was just like so. And in, in, see, this, this is the thing for me. It's really weird that somebody would tie a noose, like for that to pull the garage door down. That so sounds I mean, like something out of a TV show. Because I understand, like, having, you know, something, you just, the chain breaks and you put something else to grab it down. I get that, but, like, a noose is a pretty complicated knot to do. It's like a slip knot that's more complicated. Yeah. And so, to, like, go ahead and, like, because I looked for the picture and I found one picture that I assume is the one they were talking about. Well, let's cut you off, Nash. The FBI hasn't released the official photos because it's still a quote-unquote ongoing investigation. But there have been videos going around the internet by a garage door with like a a small rope tied in like a circular fashion that would might that could be considered a noose. Um, but the official photos that the FBI has has not been released. It's we're going off unofficial videos that have been recorded in the garage last season. Yeah, because the thing is, for it to be a noose, that's to be a very specific type of knot. Mm-hmm. Like it's called like a hangman's knot, and it's it's not like I wouldn't call it like easy to do, especially like if anybody who like actually ties knots, like there are lots of different types of knots you can do for different purposes. And the reason you have a slip knot is because the more you pull on it, the more it tightens. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. And it's like, this is just a more complicated version or not complicated, but more intense to make sure that whatever is getting held doesn't fall out or break. And so I feel it's like I that's f- a pretty complex knot to like make. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't just casually do that. And like the it's like um you like you know what a noose looks like. Like if you were to like ask somebody to tie a random tie, they would look at you like, what are you talking about? A double backwards salamander. But like you know exactly <laughs> what a noose looks like. Like there's not a lot of range to mistake like what that knot is, you know? Yeah. But, you know, overall, NASCAR drivers and fans have come out in strong support of Bubba and are, and are happy that no hate crime was committed. You know, Bubba is still upset himself. He goes, Don, that image that I have and that I have seen of what of hanging in my garage is not a garage pull. I've been racing all my life. We've raced out, hundreds, out of hundreds of garages that have never had garage pulls like that. So people that want to call it a garage pull and pull out old videos and photos of knots as their evidence, go ahead. But from evidence that we have, that is that I have, it's a straight up noose. It was a noose. It was a noose that whether tied in 2019 or whatever, it was a noose. So it wasn't so it wasn't directed at me, but somebody tied a noose. That's that's what I'm saying. So maybe someone just got lazy and just tied a shitty thing for a garage pole. Like I thought it would be like chains. Well, it's like the only reason you like do that is just like if you I don't know if you like need to tie it down to somewhere on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so the door doesn't open back up. But then it's like, why does NASCAR have such shitty doors on their garages? Because it's yeah, NASCAR. They don't have as much funding but as again, the But again, I've seen, you know, many countless things used as a garage pull just because it'll break because all you do is pull it. So you just... Pull, <laughs> yeah, you're constantly so you just, pulling it. <laughs> so you just put rope up there to pull it down. Like, that's a dumb comment. Like any, quite literally anything could be used as a garage pull. Yeah. You could use a damn garden hose if you wanted. 
It's just a matter of what works. Because if the original <laughs> right. one breaks, you're just gonna find something long enough. Like yeah, that's right it. Well, at the end end of the day, I'm glad it wasn't a hate crime, especially in the trying times we have. You know, I'm glad that the FBI found no ill will, and you know, NASCAR can go on with no one watches it. So from there, <laughs> dude, it's just the whole Confederate flag thing. I don't really get either. Like, it looks cool. I guess it's a cool design for a flag, but it's like I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the love behind it. Yeah, I think people just don't like things getting taken away from them. And just to reiterate my point earlier, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a wide range of why someone would be mad about that, dude. People like to be mad about everything, like taking away just something that you've had in your family forever will just like piss anybody off. And if it is overtly racist, then like, yeah, fuck that flag. Get that shit out of there because we don't need that in like fucking sports. But yeah, and I bet a bunch of people who want the flag taken out of NASCAR don't even watch NASCAR to begin with. I'd believe that too. And the, you know, it's, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I just feel like it's a specific audience and we have to deal with, we have to deal with it. Like it's a specific audience. I don't know why people watch NASCAR either. <laughs> That's another big thing. Like it's just, it's a lot of, it's just a left turn. A perpetual it's, left. It's in a perpetual just, state of left turns. It's a left turn. That's <laughs> all you're doing. And it's like, yeah, I get that they don't have any gauges in the car and like they have to know like what all they're doing. Like, yeah, it's cool and all, but I don't know. That doesn't seem that like difficult. Like, no, I'm not saying I'm as good as, as a NASCAR, as a professional NASCAR driver, but I'm saying like, if you wanted me to train to go in a left turn really fast, if that's all I did for a while, I'd bet I'd be damn good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Nash for NASCAR. Yeah, dude. NASCAR. Hashtag NASCAR. But all right, guys, hashtag we're going to move on. It's time to chop up the Chaz. Let's do it. So have you guys been following what's been going on in Seattle? Only I on like Twitter it. and stuff. So that's a no. Okay. So... Um, chop. I know, I know what the general idea of this place is, but I don't know too many details about it. So it's called Chop or Chaz. The name is even up in the air, so you know how organized they are. It was first established after police abandoned a precinct, um, in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle, making way for protesters to take over the area. Since then, organizers have set up Free Food Coop, a company garden co-op, sorry, um, company garden. <laughs> and medic stations, among other resources in the area, which has remained almost entirely police-free. Um, while protests have been largely peaceful, violence has escalated in recent days, prompting uh, Mayor Durkin to call for the area to be dismantled because it's creating difficult circumstances for local businesses and residents. So what happened last weekend, there were two shootings in the Capitol Hill organized-slash-occupied protest, CHOP. Uh, Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin said the city would begin reclaiming and sending police back into the six-block area that has been occupied since June 8th. So, guys, what do you think of this? Can I – I got to say, this is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, the dumbest thing I've ever – this is this is honestly the dumbest thing I've ever, like – Here, here's a good way to put it. Okay, so I had a teacher in high school once, and he was talking about – they're like, in, he was talking about how when he was in high school, there was one time this kid talking about like anarchy, just like saying like, yeah, he wishes anarchy was like the political system that everybody like ran around and he kept giving like all these arguments and debating this whole thing. And I'm going to use Chaz's real name. And this teacher of mine, he said he just stood up and was like, Chaz, if this was an anarchy, someone would beat the crap out of you and take all your stuff. And just that was the whole point, because the guy arguing for anarchy was just this frail kid. And it's like. That's all anarchy is. The strongest guy wins. Yeah. And Mad just, Max. Like that. Yeah, it's it's Mad Max. <laughs> you can make a religion out of this. Yeah, this this whole zone is just like we're going to try and create a utopia. But we forget we're people, too. and We're going to fuck it up real quick. Um, so let's give some background into Chaz Chop. They don't even know what to call it. So CHOP, also known as the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, CHAZ, is a 24-7 protest that has occupied roughly six blocks around a currently abandoned police precinct in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. CHOP first came to be after nine days of massive protests rocked Seattle following the killing of George Floyd. Much protesting has been happening in the Capitol Hill and specifically near the SPD's East Precinct where police set up barricades and repeatedly clashed with protesters using tear gas, flashbangs, and pepper spray. 
SPD has claimed that the use of force was a response to protesters throwing bottles, rocks, and other projectiles at them. But numerous protesters and local politicians have said that the use of force was not pro- proportionate. So the this is op- in Seattle, right? This is in Seattle. <sighs> okay, keep going. The Office of Police Accountability is now investigating over 12,000 complaints about police actions during the protests. That's a lot. <laughs> that's such like one of the win. That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. So on June 8th, Chief Best announced that barricades would be removed in the precinct and the department's footprint in the area would be reduced. Police boarded up the building and left, basically leaving the protesters to demonstrate freely. The day after police left, protesters put up a sign on the East Precinct now boarded up that reads, quote, this space is now property of the Seattle people, end quote. In recent days, protesters have been advocating for turning the precinct into a community center, even as SPD's police chief has said officers want to return to the building. The protesters, with the help of city officials, set up barricades, blocking off traffic from the area, and declared it an autonomous zone free from police. The place, the placed signs on some of the barriers that said, quote, you are entering free Capitol Hill, and quote, you are now leaving the USA. Oh, that's illegal. That's very illegal. You know, that sounds like they, they, sounds like they need a flag. They like, just seceded. Yeah. It sounds like they need a red flag and some blue stripes and some stars. Yeah, it's illegal. That's a territorial conquest. <sighs> so the move that violates that's violate war crimes too. Wow, they they just broke everybody's laws. <laughs> <laughs> it violates war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nash, Nash, elaborate that further, please. What do you mean? Like how how are they breaking the laws? Uh, well, federal law, you're not allowed to secede from the union. Uh, that was established. Uh, well, actually, that's a, a pretty important thing to note. Um, for most of the history in the U.S., before the Civil War happened, it was legal to secede from the United States of America. You, if you were a state, you could opt out of being part of the Union. Um, a few years before the Civil War broke out, it became illegal to do that. So I'm not saying it validates a Confederacy. It doesn't in any way. It was still legal for them to secede. And what happened was legally right. Um, also, that's a territorial conquest that they took, though, because... They just took over territory. Mm-hmm. That's just that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. <laughs> do you see how it's like, OK, you have a problem with the police. So now you encompass a six mile <laughs> wide radius around the building. Six block. <laughs> like that's six block. That's not just like the police. Like that's <laughs> you just stole land from the United States. Well, that's why they renamed it to Chaz, because they had to, they had to change it from occupied because that's makes it illegal to um what autonomous to? autonomous zone as opposed to occupied protests so once they used <laughs> the word matter they, they still occupied it forcefully yeah they have occupied it forcefully um the protesters with the help of city officials set up I already read that okay so the movement is largely leaderless so Nash, I'm gonna say stuff about that and the That's ocu- great. And the ocu- yeah, I, I, I can name all all of the successful leaderless moments movements <laughs> ready? <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. I was done. That was it. <laughs> you want to see me say it again? <laughs> I can do it faster this time. So it's largely leaderless, and the occupants make decisions by holding group votes that have that have issued a series of demands that are quite expansive. But the main ones. Oh, so they're a terrorist group. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, they have demands. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. But the main ones are centered around defining the police and reinvesting in the community. The demonstrators see CHOP as an example and a prototype of a police-free neighborhood tell to the four dead people. And the most, and for the most part, has largely been almost no police presence in the area since the precinct was abandoned. Protesters have a number of demands, including defining the Seattle Police Department by at least 50% and reinvesting funds into community programs. Kings County Equity Now Coalition is calling for redistributing $180 million from SPD's budget and investing at least $50 million from the budget into the black community. Other demands include ending all contracts between SPD and Seattle police, public schools and dropping charges for all protesters. <laughs> what do you guys yeah, think of those demands? I honestly, those are definitely uh, demands. Honestly, the demands themselves are pretty logical, in my opinion. For that, for them to make, yeah, I'd say so. For like what they appear to be standing well, for, it all seems pretty up there. The, the fact that they're making them and how they're doing it is outlandish. Yeah, and won't help them achieve it. Their statements, their their purpose, 
their demands, quote-unquote demands, all for the right reasons. It sounds like a good idea. But let's see how this experiment's going. <laughs> I say, um, well, a big thing about Seattle, they have a statue commemorating Lenin in Seattle. Um I think we should get rid of that statue. That stat, uh, Lenin, you know, the effects of Lenin have killed more people than any Confederate general. Like, yeah, and, like, and put by and a, put more people by a in lot. slavery by a lot, astronomical number. Um, yeah, there. That this is like this is looks like when a bank robber like asks like hey, I want a helicopter filled with fuel um and you can't charge me when I leave <laughs> and I want a pardon like what <laughs> and I want a pardon I'm sorry but not all the protesters did the right thing <laughs> like that's just a fact yeah and if you don't want them like charged with that then you need to ask yourself some less than hypocritical questions that you are now because that's what you are if you think they should all get out, get off free, because then you're condoning what they did and you shouldn't. So they didn't do it right. <laughs> they did it like a terrorist group or like a conquering power. So here's what's happening in the media. The left, meaning CNN, MSNBC, um, is saying that, you know, these this thing, it's mostly peaceful. They don't saying it's completely peaceful. It's mostly peaceful and they're standing up for what they believe in, while the right is strictly only focusing on the violence, and you can be the judge of what's right, what's wrong, who's right, who's wrong. But let's get into the violence. The first shooting was on Saturday morning and resulted in the death and killing of Horace Lorenzo Anderson, a 19-year-old black man who just graduated high school. That's according to the Seattle Times. Another 33-year-old man was also shot and taken to a nearby hospital. According to reports, the victims were cared for by medics in the camp, but fire department medics did not come. Fire department officials said they were following procedure, which was required to, for them to wait for the police to secure the area first. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. <laughs> it's terrible that I laugh, but you have to, I'm laughing at the irony of that. Yeah. So this, the, Seattle, come. the Seattle police department officials said officers tried to get into the zone, but they were blocked by protesters who said the victim was already being moved. They're like, no, 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 no. We don't need you. We got this, but medics, fire department, why the fuck aren't you coming in? Like, what? What the fuck is going on? This story sounds a little outlandish. What's this is going on? It's a group without the police that are trying to have a nice community. And what happens is it doesn't go too well. They realize <laughs> within a week, fuck, we need police. Well, this is just a matter of this is this shows you just how much they care for their own, like just straight up. Because they could have not been violent. How hard would that have been to just not be violent? But no, somebody got shot and even more people were more willing to cover it up to prevent the police to go and help the guy then let them in so the fire department could get in and help them. Yeah, does that make sense? Though? I feel like that, that actually makes sense that the police need to clear the area before the fire yeah, department so the next fire, so the fire department, fire department isn't, isn't there. Yeah. Break the fire department up. doesn't have guns. Yeah. <laughs> Someone gets shot, you don't call the people that only have a water truck and axes. <laughs> so so there, there were videos going on of this one guy screaming at um, a fire chief saying, why aren't you getting in there? Why aren't you getting in there? And the cops trying to get in there to save this guy's life, and the protesters are blocking him. It's like, what are you doing? What are you fighting for? Is your stance or, really worth worth all this? Like, what are you doing? Well, yeah, it's had the same effect of what they're fighting for. I mean, it's common sense that, you know, the fire chief should be able to go help the people, but that's not the way that it works in the world because we have things set up. So, uh, Seems like everybody is uh, acting a little silly. Also, if you want your own autonomous zone with no police, don't require I, the police. Or how about don't shoot each other? Yeah, I mean, they, they have said that they have their own armed guards roaming the perimeter at night. Well, that worked. Yeah, that worked. So the second incident took place on Sunday where a 17-year-old boy was shot. He was treated at a nearby hospital and released, according to a hospital spokesperson. No suspect has been identified in either shooting. 
Oh, really? They can't they can't pin down that assailant. Hey, they don't have they don't have detectives. All right. Chops only six blocks. God, this is the dumbest thing I've ever. This is what happens when you put a statue of Lenin in your city. So during Monday's press conference, Seattle Chief Carmen Best also claimed that in addition to shootings, there have been reports of rape, assault, burglary, burglary, arson. Bur it's, a, it's a tough word. I'm sorry. <laughs> burglary. Arson and property destruction in or around the area. So, uh. Really? Really? There have been. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. Sounds, it sounds really peaceful. There are no police and people are abusing that fact. That that sounds crazy. I wonder if like illegal drug use has gone up too. Oh, and they also let anybody in. Everyone's welcome. Oh, of course. <laughs> except, ex except police or medics. Except yeah. the police or the medics. <laughs> Why the hell would they need to be in there? Oh, Am I, right? I don't know, dude. Fuck a cab, bro. Fuck the police. So it's, it's really go ahead. Now. It's, no, it it's really just sort of gets to the heart of this. Is like the issue isn't really like the police. It isn't. It it's just sort of the police that are the issue. Like that's a bigger mentality than just saying the police force, and that's kind of. What anybody who's been listening consecutively sort of knew I was going to say, like, this isn't an issue where it's just the police, because if you say this is just a police issue, you're wrong. You're not actually a, like hitting at the problem. And what happens is stuff like this is just evidence that that's the case because it isn't the police that are the problem. It's just sort of hu human pe like how we are as people in America. It's a it's a violence that we have. It's a racism that we have that not everybody carries. And if you just want to push it off as the police and it's like, I'm sorry, there are a lot of black police officers that aren't racist. There are a lot of other minority police officers that aren't racist. There are a lot of white police officers that aren't racist. And if you just want to brush everything off as, oh, it's the, it's just the police. You're not really helping anything. You're letting something like this happen because that's what enough of those people believe that, oh, it's just the police. Well, dude, that's why all this ACAB, like all cops are bastards stuff really like grinds my gears because I understand the sentiment they're saying that like it's just the system sucks. So anyone who works for the system sucks. But that's just a terrible way to get your point across, dude. Like you watch like a one Netflix documentary about one of the sick fucks in this world. Like, have you seen the trials of Gabriel Fernandez, either of you? No, no long, long, so. long story short, this mother and her boyfriend tortured and killed their nine year old boy. It's like a seven episode documentary and it's disgusting and sick and just shows you that there's fucking evil in this world, dude. And like we need systems to combat that. Like that's just not disputable. Like there's fucking bad people in this world. So like you just saying a cab and like giving a cop the finger like you're not we're not it's we're not being productive here like i agree that the system needs to be needs to be reformed like that's not debatable like the system is fucked but like do it the right way don't just <laughs> cause all these problems force people to get shot open up this system that clearly isn't working like focus on what the actual problem is not just fucking hearing like a like a thing that sounds a little catchy so you're just like a part of that you know yeah yeah well a big like go ahead nash it's like if you want to argue to me like our legal system is unfair, that's going to be a very difficult argument to make. But if you want to argue that our prison system is unfair, that's going to be a very easy argument to make. It's going to be very easy to argue that our prison system is unfair and that needs to be refined. It isn't necessarily the laws that we have that are bad. Our laws are pretty good. It's the system after that gets a lot worse because prison isn't about reform. It's about punishment. That's just simple. You can state that in facts of yeah. how people get incarcerated and reincarcerated again and again. So it's sort of like this, like you can't say all police are bad because I'm sorry. I know that isn't the case. No, I know for a fact that not all cops are bastards. I know some really nice guys who happen to be cops. Like it's. Maybe we need to reexamine the entire system as a whole more. Yeah. Or may maybe we just have bad people who are in charge. Maybe that's the thing. And nobody really cares. We're just getting quotas. 
Well, if dude, it, if if we're, if we're gonna fix the problem of the police, we can't minus the police from the equation. That's just not how math works, bro. You know what I yeah, mean? Like exactly. it's not gonna fix anything, and then we're gonna have situations like this where there's just a ton of people, and it's clearly anarchy going on because that's there's people in this world who are just gonna hurt other people, dude. Like I'm sorry, that's just the reality check that everybody needs to get. And like I understand the problems with the police. I agree with a lot of the problems of the the police like i want to like i see so many videos of just officers like not de-escalating in any way and in 30 seconds someone's getting pulled out of their car like that shit should not be happening ever and you see those videos all the time like those are the problems that we should deal with those are the things that i can point to and be like that right there is something that we can fix if we just like shut it down and figure it out but instead it's just turned into everybody pointing fingers at each other and giving cops the fingers and being like fuck the popo and it's like y'all aren't the first ones to say this you know like how about we make an actual productive change this time and have a good conversation about it not just start up a six block anarchy section of seattle and figure it out from there you know what i mean man yeah luke that's a very good point and where chop chaz whatever the fuck you want to call it lacks is in leadership there's no leadership and the way to push through these these problems even in government problems is good leadership so let's take a look how i I don't i don't i don't acknowledge that there isn't leadership i think there is somebody smart enough to be in charge and convince everybody else that there isn't really leadership there definitely is because somebody's holding these meetings together you know what I mean? Somebody's get it, gathering enough people to do these votes. Okay, there's no, there's no defined leadership. Whoever is their secretary or whatever, probably the person in charge. And it's just, I'm very willing to say that these people are as much of the problem as the very same people that they're trying to fight against. Because if your issue is with innocent, like, black people getting killed by the police... Well, guess what? I don't know if that, who is it, 33, 19-year-old kid who graduated from high school i don't know if he was innocent or not but i know he died in there yeah see in our system at least i can tell when somebody is innocent or not yeah in this i can't well they gonna do they gonna they gonna vote on it vote is he he innocent or is he is he guilty vote exactly (laughs) put your name in a hat all right you're equally part of the problem. Let's see how the mayor reacted. So uh, Mayor Durkin addressed the shootings in a press conference on Monday. In it, she said that the city had started community-led efforts to have protesters leave voluntarily, as well as efforts to move folks experiencing homelessness to services as needed. Quote, the communicative impacts of of the gatherings and protests in the nighttime atmosphere and violence has led to increasingly difficult circumstances for our businesses and residents. It is time for the people to go home. It is time for us to restore Cal Al Cal Anderson Park in Capitol Hill, and so it can be vibrant part of the community. We can still accommodate people who want to protest peacefully, come there and gather. But the impacts of the businesses and residents and community are now too much. Like you can't hide behind this as a protest. No, it's evolved into something else. You can't just say this is a protest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. People have died, and you're making a list of demands. Yeah. So she didn't say specifically. Those are two solid factors, Nash. (laughs) She did not specify exactly how or when this would happen, but she did say the city was working with community leaders and black-led organizations. Um, She also did not confirm when police would return to the precinct, but said officers will do so peacefully and in the near future. So you can't you can't be working with community leaders in there. There aren't any. Yeah, true. Well, I guess it'd be the Seattle community leaders because people like people live there. Like if they're in an apartment building or they have a business, they have like a bodega. The fuck are they going to do that? That sucks, dude. Or they like probably a, suffer some arson or if they have a hardware store. Or a pizzeria. <laughs> Sorry, pizzeria made me laugh. Right? Oh, hell, you know, there's like a Walmart there. <laughs> um, <laughs> there probably is in like downtown Seattle. So it's, it? what's next? City workers removed the makeshift barriers and replaced them with concrete blocks to open access to local traffic, sanitation trucks, emergency workers. The move angered activists who said it was shrinking their what? protest space and endangering the lives of people by creating one demo- demonstrator called a drive-by shooting lane. Dude. Well, there was a I'm shooting. Sorry. There's a shooting oh, without a drive-by, so you can go fuck yeah, yourself. I'm sorry, you've created a shooting gallery on your own. So, dude, can you talk about just having your head up your own ass and not even thinking about anybody else, dude? 
They're making a drive-by shooting lane so they can come fucking kill us. Yeah, that's why they did it. So here's here's where it gets really ridiculous. The city, for its part, has largely respected the zone and even provided them with resources. That's not ridiculous. The, the, the Department for Transportation has given them portable toilets, and the fire department has worked with inter, uh, intermediaries between them and the police. So here's the ridiculous part. During an interview with CNN last week, Durkin also pushed back on the claims that Trump was violent. She says, quote, we have four blocks in Seattle that is more like a block party atmosphere. It's, an, it's not an armed takeover. It's not military junta. Um... We will make sure that we will restore this, but we have to have block parties and the like in this part of Seattle all the time. This is not a threat right now to the public. It's junta. Junta. Junta? Junta. Military junta. What's a junta? It's like a coup. Okay. Coup Um, d'etat. It's you take over by force. It's like a block. How many block parties do you know where three people die in a weekend and another one gets shot? I mean, personally, none. <laughs> like, how, as a mayor, can you just say four people shot and two of them died? Maybe three of them died. It's I'm like gonna, a block party. Are you I'm that? Gonna, are you that afraid of pissing off? I'm just gonna say it again. It's bad leadership. That's what you've got. If you are living, or if you are living in the anarchy zone of Seattle, that's how much your mayor cares about you. They think you're having a block party. I mean, but but look at this. Like all their reasons and police brutality, deep we we structure the system. It's for the right cause, right? As a mayor, she's want to piss those people off and be considered a racist or bigot, or any negative press, right? She's virtue signaling to the people who are taking over a city block. Now, I don't think it's a military, military junta. Maybe it's not, an armed takeover might be an exaggeration, but it's definitely not a block party or peaceful. Yeah, Yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean, I I, I understand, oh, sorry, Nash. I understand her point of like trying to stay neutral for like her city, I guess, maybe a little bit, but she did word. That's a really weird statement. Weird statement to make. It does make a slight amount of sense on her end because you wouldn't want them to escalate things further than they already are. And I'm just sorry, but it's very obvious that they're armed. There have been multiple shootings there. Yeah. Most of the clips I've seen on the news and stuff have had people with like M16s and shit. So, yeah, they are armed. And, yeah, that makes sense from that perspective that she wouldn't want them to escalate things any farther, especially since there aren't any goddamn police there to enforce any sort of law. So, yeah, that that her perspective, it kind of makes sense. I would have. I think it doesn't. I don't think that's her genuine angle just because I feel like she would have tried to clean this up quicker. But yeah, because something tells like the only way that I think she would be a good person if she just sort of after this was like this serves as a good example is why the hell we have police. Yeah, because people people got raped, businesses got burned down and people were shot and some were killed. Yeah, it's also it's also tough that you're the mayor of the one country in America that has a freaking autonomous zone in the middle of your thing. Right. (laughs) She she got put on the spot a little bit. Like, I just like I, I do believe she's doing the right thing by providing them resources, the toilets like food, whatever they need to kind of keep it peaceful and so it doesn't escalate further. I agree with you there on that, on that Nash, but to completely downplay the violence, even not, even to not really even mention it to some extent. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Well, honestly, I would do the opposite. I would downplay the violence and I wouldn't give them anything. So they'd stop. Yeah. And they didn't. Like, that's the thing. She's doing the opposite. Or she's downplaying the violence, but she's giving them everything to continue doing it. Yeah. So that's why I don't think she's a very good leader. And they don't plan on leaving. According to NPR last week, activists said it is too early to give up the space, writing, quote, only a few demands have been met, a ban on police chokeholds, for example, and talks are still going on for bigger asks, namely slashing the Seattle Police Department's budget and redirecting funds to health and services. Numerous demonstrators have also said they will not leave until their demands are met. Sound like, sounds like criminals. 
I mean, dude, they're just really, they're really passionate about what they believe in, and that's why they're demanding it. Like, they're demanding that things need to change. They're demanding that this is ridiculous, but, like... Yeah, and that's because, fine. Because I'm, be, I'm though, with no, them on that. That's, me too. It's just, it's escalated to a point of where it's now a literal group in this country who has created an autonomous zone that is asking for demands, yeah. which a, a, that adds up to a lot compared to us being upset about something and demanding something. So, like, honestly, dude, I'm not going to totally say that they're being total idiots. Like, um, uh, clearly things are not going great as by the way that our discussion has gone. But, like, I do just feel like there are a lot of really passionate people who just, like, I'm sure there's, like, some people in there who are just there to, like, be there. But I feel like there's just, like, so much anger out of what happened only a few weeks ago and now it's just like evolving and evolving and everyone's hate is just cycling and going down like a boulder about to hit indiana jones you know what i'm saying i think about 50 of them are idiots beyond all doubt or just some of the dumbest people on earth i'm not 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 gonna disagree with that (laughs) 20 percent are strong they have you know a mayor of force so they benefit from it directly uh, and then 5% are probably smart, and then the rest, I don't know. Yeah, well, dude, just the, That's about the, it. the, fa- I think the that fact five, that they're demands. I think the and- 5% that is smart is the the ones that are actually in charge. Uh, this, is, like, this is just a... <laughs> like, nobody benefits from this. Like, you know, like that, that's the thing, because this is probably going to make taxes go up. This is going to hit the city pretty aggressively in the negative long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that it's going to get hard to get to negotiate demands when you have no leaders. Like and you don't you can't even track if these people that in there are even residents of Seattle. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys know about Washington, but they're pretty known for having random militant groups just all over the place in the woods. <laughs> so <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I you've feel got like a it, bunch of random people who took over part of the city. <laughs> yeah, like it's, is this what Arkham Knight? Like, what the hell video game book fantasy is this? I mean, I feel that, dude. I think that's all. That's all super valid. I, I, uh, I think it's definitely a situation that it would benefit for us to actually be there to like talk about it more than just reading articles and stuff. Because like, yeah. I wonder what it's like in there right now for people who are just like sitting on the side of the road in the middle of Chaz. Like, what the fuck? How did I get here? How did my life lead to this moment? I mean, you. But, you, you but can, my whole point you is, can go dude. on YouTube and um look at videos from people interviewing people there. Um, like uh, Fleckus talks. They were there interviewing people what it stands for. A lot of people didn't even know what to say. Like they, they were asking like a bunch of people, what is Chaz? What does it stand for? And they didn't even know. Like that. And this is the whole point. This isn't on us to know. It's on them. It's to, on, it's them, on, them, to it's on them to tell us. Yeah. Facts, and they don't have, and they don't have anyone to do that. Why? A reoccurring theme in this whole debacle that I keep bringing up. They don't have anybody in charge. Like that's just, they don't have any focus. It's anarchy, just plain and simple. And this is just a result of it. Like, this is the thing. Any system of government can be good. A monarchy can be great if you have a really nice king who knows how to do money, who knows how to defend the borders, who knows how to, you know, care for the citizenry. You can have a great monarch. But all in all, if you look at all the monarchs that have existed, most of them were dicks. So we got rid of that system of government. Anarchy, we got rid of. Because of the things that are happening in it, in this system right now. <laughs> and you can just look at it. There are people dying and getting shot and nobody to do anything about it. It's like anarchy isn't necessary. There is no really bad system of government. It can only be as bad as humans can be. And anarchy is a pretty bad sort of. Yeah, humans whoever can, is strong is win. Fucking bad, dude. That's that point it, I was it making. It just depends on your. It just depends on the human element. That's all what it comes down to, and that's yeah. why sort of government is the the point of government is to resist that the worst of that. And in anarchy, you have the opposite. You have the strong win. That's it. Yeah, we're going back. You to don't. Like, we're going back. You to don't feel like Attila the Hun. You don't think you'd be able to muscle in a few votes on their community sit-ins? I disagree because a few of them have guns. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, it's a developing story. 
We'll see what happens. I'm sure it's not be the last time we talk about Chaz, Chop, Nashcar, fucking whatever. But I think that will wrap it up for another episode of the You Mad Bro Podcast. Episode number 49, hashtag Nashcar. Oh, God. That's not the title. Yeah, it's, it's, it's already said. Set in stone. Why? I don't like that. I don't care. I didn't make the show. Uh, if you want to like, like a yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I, say, I don't care if you like it. I edit the show. I name the show. I name everything. I'd say it's my call. You don't edit it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I piece it together. You manage to put on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us your comments below. Tell us what you think of the Confederate flag, NASCAR, oh the noose, and chopping it up with Chaz. Maybe we'll call it chopping up with Chaz, right? Does that make you feel better? No, I want it to be funny or something. Chopping up with Chaz Sh- is pretty funny. Luke popped for it. It's, all right, I'll, I'll it's, 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 it's a little clever. It's a little clever. Yeah, see, our, see, see, Nash, see, Nash unlike, unlike Chop, this has leadership, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no comment. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, is where you can find me on all social media, Instagram and Facebook. I don't fight on Facebook, but I posted a picture every few months on Instagram. You can follow me there. If you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you shoot me a message. Uh, follow Midnight Showing with Luke. Luke, what are you guys watching this week? <laughs> Zardos. <laughs> Yeah, new episode of Zardos is getting released this week. Yeah, oh, right. Zardos episode on Friday. It was quite the film. Actually, it has some... We, we, we could have talked about it in this episode. It could have related to a couple of the topics we were on. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't. But um, I, I, I forgot to mention at the top of this podcast, also this week dropping is another You Mad Bro special where myself and the rest of the Kings of the Rings podcast talk about the hashtag speaking out movement, which is all about professional wrestling and uh, sexual assault and harassment um, accusations going on there. Me, myself, King Ricky, and the Kate Murphy talk about um, sexual assault in our society and different perspectives. Ricky being a psychologist, Kate Murphy being non-binary and a biological female, and myself as being an average Joe White guy, a.k.a. the villain. So if you want to listen to that, love to know your thoughts. But Nash, before we go... That was funny, man. What? What is your favorite... Breed of dog. Um, Great Pyrenees. And we'll be back next week as long mastiff. as mine's a mastiff. Mine's a mastiff. You stay angry. Shut the fuck up, Luke.